You're listening to St. Pius X Catholic Church in Lafayette, Louisiana. Thank you for joining us. You know, the church, whenever she puts together the readings for Sunday, they all have something in common. The first reading, the second reading, the responsorial psalm, the gospel. They all have a line, a typical teaching in mind when they're putting it together. And in fact, as Catholics, if you attend Sunday Mass every, every Sunday, within three years, you hear the entire Bible. And so putting it together is kind of a complicated task, but it's helpful because whenever we hear the gospel, and the gospel can be a bit confusing, the other readings shed light on it. For instance, the first reading, the prophet Amos. This prophet in this reading is really proclaiming, revealing two main things. The first, the prophet is exposing bad business practices. Practices where they expose or they exploit the poor for their own material gain. Amos is preaching against that. That while they don't love the poor, God loves the poor. That God sees that. That people are created in the image and likeness of God not material wealth. So we should hold people above material wealth. In short, he's preaching, stop using people and loving money. Start loving people and using money. The second thing that Prophet Amos, one exposing bad business practices, the second thing he's proclaiming to this nation is that while these people you are exploiting, taking advantage of, kind of shortchanging, maybe they don't see that. Maybe they don't notice it. Uh, but God does. God sees everything. While I can try to fool other people, I cannot fool God. God is the just and perfect judge. If I continue to exploit the poor, God will not look kindly upon me because while I may not love the poor, God does. God loves the poor. He has a compassionate heart for them. So it's impossible to try to get away with my sins, it doesn't happen, at least not with God. In that light, we turn to the gospel. You know, in that story, right, this, uh, this manager, this steward is managing uh, his boss's money. He was mismanaging it, and whenever he finds out he's about to get fired, he starts relieving people's debts because he needs friends. He's about to go under. Uh, he needs some help. In about a few days or so, 
And so he starts inviting everyone in and says, okay, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven, you're forgiven. What's weird is that the, the boss ends up saying, that's very clever. That's very wise of you. Jesus is not praising dishonesty. That steward of the money was dishonest before he was about to get fired. And he was dishonest with his money as he was relieving those people's debts. That's not his money. Jesus is not praising dishonesty with wealth. But Jesus does praise him for two things. The first is his cleverness, his worldly smarts. You know, as a priest, we, as anyone of faith, huh? Uh, you try to help people, or at least help people overcome their sin. Very often, um, people are very clever on how they're going to commit a sin. I wish people were half as clever to commit acts of virtue. Very often people will go to great lengths, they'll climb mountains uh, in order to commit a venial sin, uh, but an act of virtue is hard to lift a finger. And so Jesus is praising his worldly cleverness and saying, man, I wish you would do that in following me. The second thing our blessed Lord praises him for is for using money for a higher purpose than just gaining more money, namely to get friends. There are many things in this life more valuable than money. Friendships are one of them. There are many things more valuable than money in the next life. Our blessed Lord finishes the parable by stating this very plain fact. No servant can serve two masters. He will either hate one and love the other or be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and mammon. You as a person cannot give yourself to a double end. I will serve both God and I'm going to serve my money. No, you either love God completely for his whole sake and refuse to serve money or you love money and you love the things that money can buy you. So much so that you'd uh, forsake values for it. You'd forsake a lot, probably all things, to gain just a little bit more. God created all things, including material wealth. We are just these stewards of a tiny little portion of what he's allowed us to have. He's calling me to be a faithful manager of what he's allowed me to have, a tiny little portion in the grand scheme of things. You cannot, you can't carve up your life and say, okay, God, you take this part, but I'm gonna keep this part. Uh, you take that, I'll keep this. If you do that, you'll end up 
kind of morally divided, trying to serve two masters with different ends, be two-sided. It's much more freeing. It's much more exhilarating and adventurous to serve God completely with my whole life because getting everything I want and serving me where the world revolves around me is honestly a very boring life. Life with God is so much more exciting, so much more fulfilling. So in the end, just remember, God is infinitely greater than people and things. People are infinitely better than things. And while things are good, they're not uh, evil, while things are good, they're nowhere near as great as God or as good as people. Worship God love people, and use things. Who does your life belong to? Remember, you cannot serve two masters, so choose wisely and live boldly. Mm -hmm.